It's rut and river. Yes. Correct. R-U-T. I rest my beard hair right on there, it. And then you know you're there. Like a nice, gentle little pillow from right, a beard. Right. And then I'm all up in it. Oh. I'm like Kobe beef for sharks. Can I ask you, what made you guys call me up about, well, this? That's what tickles our fancy. Exactly. Okay. Thought the Rocky Mountains would be rockier. John Denver <laughs> is not accurate. Man. A guy like you, who has absolutely no clue, and I can hear it in your voice, that, you know, <laughs> you know I mean, you're a blank canvas. I mean, I can just start with you, right, like, from scratch. You, you're going to tell me, a grown man, you're telling me what lure to use and how to fish? You guys didn't s- snap your whopper plopper off either, though. <laughs> sorry, sorry I blew up over that. We are back smack dab in the Sonic Campfire tonight. Whoa. That was a good hot. Light. That was a hot light. We blew her up. Holy it's cow. It's a hot one in the older town tonight. This is Bucky, and who do I have with me tonight? I'm Ryan. I'm Steve. I'm Will. And I'm Brian. And I'm excited. Brian. Brian. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is Reality Outdoor Radio, where our mission is to get you in the outdoors by connecting you with the people, skills, and products you, you can, can trust. trust. You trust them. Oh yeah. Amen. Mm. Thank you, Ryan, for that quick reminder. You're there. welcome, I Buckster. That, buddy. I I'm here to help. I'll tell you about this month's sponsor. At Element Outdoors, good camo doesn't have to be expensive and affordable outdoor gear doesn't have to be poorly made. Oh yeah. Element Outdoors is technical clothing built by and for the working man. Find your addiction. These guys are running an exclusive special for the entire month of May. Get out. Where you can receive 20% off your order. What? When you enter RRP20. Yep, that's RRP20. RRP20? RRP20 is exactly it when you check out. Just go to elementoutdoors.com today. I am so... Ready to get into tonight's to tonight's guest. You're jacked up, brother. I am. I, I am. He's amped up. You know what I need you to do though. What's that? I need you to step out that door, mm-hmm. and I need you to go home because I need Chuck Wagon here tonight. Yeah, we gotta get oh. the wagon roll. <laughs> do you? We need him. I, I yeah. th- Hit that triangle, bud. Ting, 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 ting. <laughs> we gotta think. I gotta come up with some kind of voice for Chuck Wagon. No, you just gotta be Chuck Wagon. Uh, I, I think I can be Chuck Wagon. Buck Wagon. Buck Wagon. Ooh, it's still Chuck, but I, know, I mean, but I like he, Buck. I like what you're doing there. So a minute ago, you were talking about a guest. We have a guest, Joel Licklider, with us tonight. Yeah, and he's from Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh yeah. And Joel, you know they're known for some barbecues and all kinds of things down there, huh? Mm-hmm. And they're known for their hunting, their fishing, their outdoors. Joel even dabbles into what I like is hunting and cooking. Hunting and cooking, and thus the Chuck Wagon part. Why I need to be so, on yeah. it. Let's Fine. say hi to Joel. Yeah, why let's, don't let's get him on. Joel, you there? Yo, how's hey. it going tonight, bud? What's up, yeah? I'm sorry. Good. I was I'm glad to roll. be on board. Hey, Joel. I was slow rolling. Yeah, yeah the I wagon apologize. was slow rolling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once we get picking on old uh, Bucky Two Tong, sometimes we don't we don't let up. We're it's, a little relentless. Yeah, and they get me flustered, man. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of pressure. I'm not going to lie, I wanted to jump in, but, you know, I didn't want to overstep my bounds. <laughs> go right ahead, bud. Before, Feel right at home. Ting, 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 ting. Before we get too deep into it, we need to tell people 
where to go to find Joel while they're listening to the podcast, right? They're going to need to take a look, yes. They're going to need to take a look the on the Instagrams. Mm-hmm. At home cooking, C-O-O-K-I-N, Hunter. Home cooking Hunter. That's right. Get over there right now. Yeah, we'll wait. I mean, maybe. Tell us when you're there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take it away, Bucky. You You were... You were talking to Joel there. The Bucky's going to Instagram right I'm now. I'm going to Instagrams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I was just following Joel, and then you told me about this home cooking. You got, can't forget the hunting part, bro. Home, home cooking. It's a, it's a t- total package. Joel, how are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? We're, we're in rare form tonight, if you oh, can't yeah. tell. <laughs> we brought oh, I'm, our... working. I'm working on it. I got a little uh, liquid courage that I'm... You do. Sip it on. Try, try to catch up with you guys. <laughs> Good luck. What, what do you got over there? Well, I, right now I currently have uh, a little bit of E.H. Taylor um, single barrel. And then after that's gone, I think I'm going to s- skip over to some Chattanooga whiskey. It's a 1816 cask uh, barrel proof, 113.6. Ha. It's good, baby. (laughs) You just spoke a different language. And and I pride myself on liking and enjoying a good American whiskey. What kind of malt are you? Singles? Doubles? I don't even... That's that's scotch, isn't it? That's that's scotch. Yeah, yeah, you're in the the malts, and that's even a more refined taste than the whiskey. I like chocolate. Malt. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, man, I started on scotch. That's where I like. That's what got my uh, my whiskey uh, taste buds going, and which is opposite, really. Yes. I, From I started with completely it. opposite. Yeah. Well, I'm you know I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty you know refined guy. So yeah. But oh, yeah. you know anyway. Us so I too. Start, I, <laughs> I started with scotch, and and then I actually worked into uh, into bourbon. And man, once once I got the a taste of some good American bourbon. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I never, I never turn back, dude. I, I love, 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 love a good glass of bourbon. Mm. I do too, and it's something that didn't come along until I got into probably my forties and older. I guess my palate neat. needed more than beer. You like it neat, or you like it on the rocks? Two ice cubes, a little bit of water to open it up and to enjoy it. And I feel you. Yeah, and and not much more than that. See, I like it angry. Right I like there. it to bite. I want it to bite me back. Hence the hundred and thirteen proof that I'm about to <laughs> sip on. Ouch! I prefer to have mine shaking. Yeah. Not stand. I like to sip with my eyes. <laughs> so if you're if you're the kind of guy that starts off with scotch and gets into whiskey, did what'd you do? Start off with an atlatl and get into bow hunting? <laughs> no man i tell you it was quite opposite for me like i uh we went up for me growing up uh hunting you know my my old man got me up into it at a very young age uh but he just wasn't a bow hunter uh so i actually didn't get into bow hunting until probably like eight years ago no kidding okay yeah just, it, it's a it go, it's a it's a it's an origins thing man like so like if you grew up and for me personally, I feel like if you grew up in a house where hunting was a stick, that was that was something you guys did. You know, your your father did it, your grandfather did it, and all that jazz. Um, I feel like that that how they hunted really reflects how you're going to hunt. Um, That's a very true statement. Yeah, absolutely. And 
I'm one, my dad is one of my uh, heroes and I, and I love, I love that man. He's taught me a lot. I'm how to be a man and be the man that I am. And, but he just never was a bow hunter. And so until I got into my own, you know, I'm 36 now. Uh, and so I got into my own, you know, self, I guess, in the hunting, in my hunting world, uh, I decided my, it was up to me to learn how to bow hunt. It was up yeah. to me to get out there and, and do all that, you know, and because uh, I wanted to experience all there was about hunting because I loved it so much. But I was a rifle hunter for, for years and my, gosh, 20 plus years of whitetail hunting. Yeah, and and actually, there's a good bit of that in Pennsylvania too. And I'm I'm also part of that group where I grew up hunting just a couple of days a year. But man, it was serious hunting. But it was just rifle season. You right. know, I didn't pick up archery myself until later in life. I was in my early 20s at that point, and I I dove in about six feet first. And uh, you know, I became an archery technician, and I started working in shops, but. You see that a lot. You know, archery is one of those deals where unless you started doing it when you were, you know, eight, nine years old because your dad was having you do it, a lot of people picked it up later in life. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, for me, the one of the one of the main one of the main reasons that I picked up archery was just so I could hunt more. Um, you know, I mean, like if I can have yeah. another another more time in the woods going after something that I, you know, love to do, then I'm, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I don't care really if it's a crossbow, if it's a compound, it's a recurve, uh, you know, whatever. If I, if it can get me more time in the woods, I'm going to do it. And a lot of that is because I'm a meat, meat guy. I like, I love uh, to process butcher. Uh, that's what I'm after. Nice. You know what I mean? I mean, believe me, if a freaking one, one sixty walks out, and a nene is standing right next to him. I'm shooting the 160. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but, but I, mean, I, I want a trophy too. But like, I, I love filling my freezer and uh, and that whole, you know, that whole side of it is my favorite part of of the hunting. Yep, if they opened up a slingshot season in August, I'd get, I'd give it a try. You do, heck yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoping the game commission is listening. It's a, it's an idea. <laughs> You know, Why not? you're a man after our own hearts too, Joel. We we really enjoy uh, eating everything that we we I, hunt. I don't know that in you know, growing up in PA, we didn't have a choice like uh, in that risk. You know, like meat hunting is king, and oh and, yeah, you know, trophy hunting is is literally bred into us something secondary. So uh, we do appreciate some you know other states that can get it. Uh, those heavy horn creatures, but it's just not quite reality for us. Well, it's, it's, getting, it's getting there. It's getting I'll, there. I'll, you know, but yeah, no, we we're cut but from we're, the same mold. We're filling our freezers. First. Absolutely. Well, yeah, man. I mean, it's like uh, at the end of the day, what do you, what are you really going to be happy with? You know, when you pull that piece of backstrap or, you know, that top round out of the freezer there and, you, and you're cooking a meal, that's an instant story right there. That's a memory and a story whether with your buddies and your kids or your wife or whoever, you know, right there. It's con when you fill the freezer with meat, every time you eat a piece of that meat, that's a memory you get to relive. Mm -hmm. And you did it yourself. Yeah. Amen, Amen to that. Yeah. You know, without any, anybody in between. Mm -hmm. I, I, um, I've gotten into hunting later in life and I, I enjoy the, the, the primalness of it. the, the the self reliance yeah. of of hunting and fishing and and 
man, and then bringing it home and eat, and cooking it up with that back strap. You just said you're pulling it out. How are you? How are you doing it now? These guys will tell you I always run to to gazebo. Yeah. Oh, the from the marinades. Yeah. Or do you marinate? Do, do you like to just dry rub? How would you prepare that top round? Well, you know, like it it depends. So every every animal that I process, I I plan it out. There's there's strategy to it because it's you know I'm gonna try to get different cuts out of this animal than I did the last one that I got. So you're um, planning at butch at the butchering stage. Correct. So, like, once I harvest an animal, um, and there's sometimes, you know, I, maybe I just want 30 pounds of, of jerky meat, and I'll go shoot a big, I'll, I'll go after a, a scrub, a ruddy scrub buck, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, and, uh-huh. and just, and, and not pass it up. But, you know, my rule of thumb is this my rule of thumb is this whenever I'm hunting is I'll let a doe walk into the field and I'll let her hang out there as long as she wants. But her ass is not getting out of this field. <laughs> if, if, if there's not if there's not a buck in the field with her, she's not getting out of this field. So that's 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 my my rule of thumb. I don't kill a lot of <laughs> big trophy bucks because of that. But but as far as 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 how I cook that, you know, like I I'm a dry rub guy. I like a good seasoned piece of meat. You know, my wife she likes marinades. She likes sauce, things like that, and uh, butters. So we do it a couple different ways. Like one of our favorite ways to do it is we will, uh, we'll get a, get the back strap. I'll butterfly it, kind of tenderize it out a little bit and I'll season it up. And then she will, uh, she will make a Gorgonzola butter spread. And it's basically, it's, it's super good and it's super easy. It's just go get you, go to the store, get a tub of Gorgonzola cheese crumbles. Now, for those who don't know what gorgonzola is, if you like blue cheese, it is a milder form of blue uh, cheese, okay. basically. Yeah. That's all it is. So it's got a little bit of that twang to it, but not as much as a blue cheese would. So you take that, you melt half a stick of butter, pour the gorgonzola, half a tub of gorgonzola in there, and you just start mixing it, mashing it, and it turns into a smooth paste. Oh, wow. And you, you spread that jazz all over the top of, of that hot venison steak as it's resting money Mm -hmm. wow seriously and it not you know the funny part about what you like before you said it was easy (laughs) i wouldn't believe you i I mean it didn't sound anything with gorgonzola it (laughs) takes me half an hour to say it 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 sounds like it's gonna (laughs) burnt buttered gorgonzola you know whatever it just sounds so expensive and time dude but dude that's the, that is the beauty of cooking, man. Like they want you, they use fancy words because they want you to believe that it's, that's fancy and that it's hard to do, but it's, I mean, it's not like we made uh venison schnitzel the other night. Bless you. <laughs> <What'd> you <say? laughs> sorry. Sorry. I got the allergies over here. I got a lot of pot. And, and that's, but, that's nothing but saying it's a fancy way of saying it's a fried tenderloin. Yeah. That's really thin. Yeah. Chuck wagon coming See? in hot, easy coming in hot, baby. Delicious yeah. tenderloin <laughs> sandwich with some Chuck fried potatoes. <laughs> you ain't a kidding. That's a meal. Schnitzel. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. But I tell you, we, we, we you pair that with some kraut, and you get some freaking Dijon mustard and some prepared horseradish and a little bit of mayo. Mix that stuff together, man, and 
It's easy. It's done. Kraut Three ingredients. You got a schnitzel. See, there's I, your German Shepherd along. I'd take it over. <laughs> I'd go hillbilly with it and put some nice like gravy over, it, like white <laughs> gravy F, and some kind F, of gravy, yeah, dude, like almost gravy like a category. country fried, country fried schnitzel, <laughs> country fried schnitzel, <laughs> with maybe a biscuit on the side to sop that gravy up. Uh, I'm totally stealing that. That's good. I like that. Yeah, Joel, I'm checking. I, I'm checking out your website right now, and there are some of those recipes that uh, you're speaking of right on online here. So, what's that website, bro? That's uh, ReloadRub.com. I mean, there's some there's some pork uh, belly burnt end recipes and some charred grilled Dixie. Wait, dogs. wait, wait, wait. We gotta, you gotta stop. check out that. We site. gotta stop. You Dude. just said burnt end. I love me them. There burnt are ends. some burnt ends. We just mm. recipes. Ryan just. Popped out of that chair like Uncle t- Buck does with <laughs> porpoise procreation. I love me some burn ends. Get them. Get them. I t- yeah. Well, I'll tell you guys, for the for people that are listening that don't uh, know, so me and my wife, through, through our endeavors with the home cooking hunter, you know, and I'll say this, you know, me with my Instagram account, home cooking mm-hmm. hunter, all, all that, if it wasn't for my wife, None of that would even be possible. Really? Like she, she is, she helps me with the social media. We used to have a YouTube channel we kept up with, uh, and she was my. She would film it. She would produce it. She's a freaking rock star, man. Wow. I'm, I'm, so, I'm a lucky dude. But we created a seasoning just for the hell of it. And after, so just the, few- the fish, the halibut. <laughs> <laughs> Can we use it on other meats? Hey. Yeah. Hey, there he goes, boys. Yes, yes, you can. You can. <laughs> Sorry. So it's good on red meat as well as fish. Okay. Well, we got we have four blends. Okay. Um, but it's uh, we started the company, um, basically because we couldn't. We had a uh, this rub that we created. And we were passing it out to friends and family, and we couldn't keep up anymore. And demand got so so high, and and you know we family we will act- do that to you. They will. They're mooches, man. <laughs> they want everything for free. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. We uh, we couldn't keep up anymore, and we prayed a lot about it, and, and we just felt like it was something we wanted to do. Yeah. And so we started this company. And one thing I just want to point out, man, and I know this is I'm kind of you know veering off topic, but you know the name Reload isn't just like a tactical you know, hunting term or gun term. Like we, that, that name, we thought really long and hard about it because the only way we were going to start this company is be, if we could do something with it. And we want, we, and when we thought of reload, we're like, we want to reload into people. We want people to reload into their, their families. And what better way to do that than to break bread with people. There's yeah. been, you Very know, cool. some of the most major decisions that have happened in our in the country, in the world, all been done around food, around a table, mm-hmm. you know, from, from, from Kings to deciding peace treaties, things, of all that nature, it's all been done breaking bread with somebody. And, you know, I feel like that, our our nation and people and, and people with, you know, their children and then their husbands and their wives or their best friends. And that if we sat around a dinner table together more uh, and talked, 
that things would be a lot better. So Amen. there's my soap. Yeah. There's, my so, there's my soapbox. That's yeah. what that's what we stand come for. Back, come back down. No, this is <laughs> <laughs> no. Stay up there because I I no, love it. That's, 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 that's exactly right. Bucky and gets on the wagon. He gets on the chuck wagon and just that's wants something shots it from the rooftop. That's something that my family tried to tries to do every night or as much as possible in our busy lives because it's the it's it a good to. way it's a good way for us all yes all, it's like the sonic campfire it, it it's a uniter it's you a did, common ground you did exactly what i was about to do bucky because the equivalent of that of course the world does need more of that people need to sit around and break bread together way more often the mm-hmm. other thing people need to do together is sit around a campfire and that's where the Sonic yeah, Campfire man. was born Bingo. from. And that's why we're yeah, here tonight. Like, we're just sitting around in this campfire right now. And I wish we were breaking bread. Bring some of that gorgonzola butter sauce up there. Holla. Love me some gorgonzola butter sauce. We'll wait till you get here. Holla bread. I'll push pause and we'll wait till you get here. All right. Let's go. I'll hop on a flight. I should be there, you know. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm good. <laughs> it's only an eight, about an eight-hour drive, I think. That stuff will heat oh, up Oh, okay. Fine. Okay. So let's see here. What time we got? Yeah, yeah. No we, hill we for make. a climber. That's for sure. <laughs> Joe, when does turkey season start down in Tennessee? It just ended, brother. Really? Wow. Yep. It just So it starts. Just ended. It starts uh, the first. It, March 31st is opening day. And in Tennessee, and then okay. it ends May fifteenth. So it, act, it actually, season? it actually ends this weekend. Oh man! So did they hit, did they hit it right with the uh, with the uh, turkey rut, if you will? Yeah, it, it, it finally actually, for like last year was bad because the you know it got so warm in February and they kind of came in early when everything started budding out. But this year was fantastic, man! It was the first time that I had a hunt go how I planned it. Really? Text- yeah. Well, let's hear it. Te- yeah. Uh, tell us. Text, uh, textbook. I do tell. Well, I want to also throw this out there. I've, I, I, uh, I've been turkey hunting for about uh, six years now. All right. So I'm not going to call myself no expert for any means. But you all, as I explained earlier, I'm a meat guy. I, I, it's meat first for me. And it's trophy second, although mm-hmm. I want the trophy. But so it's a I've, close second. It's a close second, man. You know, but but the in my endeavors, I had never shot a tom until this year. Really wow. nice. And I got two. I got two. No of them way. What? Yeah. Oh boy. Now, now I've had. I've you opened had, the floodgates. I know, man. You know, once at least like once you get your first one, it's easy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I, I wouldn't uh, know. <laughs> well, everybody kept calling me the Jakeinator because that's the only <laughs> that's that's the only thing I would shoot, man. Because they get out there and they be gobbling and put. Because for me, hunting guys, it's about the experience. Yeah, have you seen what... this, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> so, but it's how it, it's how it makes you feel. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I get so it's what you can take away from it. And if you get down to where it's like not fun for you to to experience, um, you know what's happening in front of you, then I don't know if it's you should keep doing it. But if it is fun for you to just trophy hunt, all the power to you. I'm all yeah. I'm all about it. You yeah, know what I mean, I, I respect I do respect trophy hunters because they have so much willpower. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyways, though, like, you know, those birds would get out there and they'd be gobbled. I got like five jakes in front of me going freaking nuts. And it's like, screw it. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. This is good. This is good footage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, you know, I, 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 that's all I ever shot. And then this year I'm in, the, I'm in the blind. I'm with my buddy Lonnie and uh, he's my, my, my buddy on our YouTube channel, Breaking yeah. Wild. And um, we're, we're there and we can, the, it's, we're getting frustrated because it's classic. You know, when everybody talks about the silent bird. And for the longest time, I'm like, well, what the hell is that? How do you know it's silent? Do you see the bird? Bucky you know? went to prom with her. Do you know the bird? Does he call you at home? <laughs> the silent bird. When he comes packing along? Does he scratch at your door? <laughs> do you know him? Anyways. <laughs> so anyway, the, the the birds aren't talking. There's nothing, man. And you know, so I'm hunting a vineyard. This is a a, a place here locally, about forty five minutes from my house. Uh they've got they I did some um some work on their property and they said I could turkey hunt there. Nice. And so I we're sitting there and you know, we're we're doing classic, you know, uh sitting in a blind trying to get some good camera footage and I get a text from the, we're, we don't, we don't hear any bird. We hear nothing, no gobbling, no, 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 nothing. And I get a text from the homeowner and he's like, Hey, you guys got a decoy in the, in the, in the grapes. I'm like, no, he goes, well, there's one about 25 rows back. And we're like, awesome. Keep an eye on that guy. And let me know when he gets closer. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, we're calling his stuff and my, he had a, he had bought Lonnie had bought a motorized decoy, and he stuck a camera RC on top of this thing. Well, he had a little remote, and that son of yeah. a gun would spin around and everything. What? Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. You gotta get <laughs> you gotta get Adventure Jimmy on this. Yeah, we need how, RC turkeys. How does that so, How does that work? What's a motorized RC decoy? It, I'm, brother, I, I never heard of one. I never seen one. And believe me, uh, I looked it up, and it is legal in the state of Tennessee. Is it? So yeah. just letting y'all know. Check your regs. <laughs> I did. Yeah, one hundred percent. So we, uh, what it was, what he did is he stuck that camera on there, and then he had a yeah. he had he put a uh, big uh, big fan. He had like a, a, from a bird he had taken, and so when that bird finally stepped out. With he had four hens with him. Wow! And when he clicked that freaking decoy, that bird got pissed as all get out. Turned and he puffed up, and he was three feet from our blind, no, drumming, oh, drumming, spitting, oh. and all this. So now, were you like feeling that bass in your chest when he was thumping away at you? One hundred percent. And I was out. No and so, like, I had you know, like I told you guys, I was a meat hunter. Yeah. I, but I had really envisioned and overthought the fact that I was going to shoot a Tom, you know, I, every season it's like, I'm going to do it this at this time. And then I end up shooting a Jake and I just, and so I, I'd overbuilt this thing up in my mind. And when that thing come through there, in of course, there. I'm, I'm getting that buck fever type situation, but Lonnie, you know, he is a filmer. He's a, he's a videographer. That's what he's about. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was telling me, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. And he was 
spinning that freaking decoy around and catching this bird, you know, doing its thing around it. And finally he tells me to shoot, lay that, lay that mother down. And I, you would have thought that I shot a 200 inch buck. Yeah. <laughs> cause I, cause I'll, I'll send you guys a link to that. It's on the breaking wild YouTube channel. Oh, I have to I, see it. I'll, I lose my mind. I start shaking. I'm hyperventilating. Uh, you know, the whole night. It's like, like, like I was a, like a little kid who just you got did it, bud. Yeah, you did uh, it. Yeah, but but now I'm a pro, so I can tell y'all how to do this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, if, if you want to know, but so I don't know where we were going with that, but yeah. So I got my first time <laughs> this year. It was uh, but what I was getting at is, is we, that's what we were getting at. We we set up in a certain spot. We had planned to be in that spot. We had scouted the turkeys because normally you scout and you do all this freaking recon and then it never goes as planned. You got to get out and Comanche crawl after these freaking birds, you know, in order in order to get one, which is normally what I have to do. I have to get out there and, and, and chase them. But for, for me to be able to sit down and ambush one of these things, how and call one in, um, how we had envisioned it to happen. It's never happened. First time this year, man. Incredible. That's, that's cool. That's, yeah. 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 What what kind of turkeys are they in Tennessee? Eastern. Eastern, Eastern still. Okay. Yeah. The All smart right. ones. I, I was just looking <laughs> at your It's a lot like a Pennsylvania turkey, but it's got a little more twang. Does it? Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. Then did you go down to Texas after that? I did. So, you know, a, a company that produces, um, you know, smokers and grills and outdoor camping equipment, they uh, they hit me up. <clears throat> is that Camp Chef? Yes. What yes, it? it is. Yeah. So they, they hit me up and, you know, I've done some uh, affiliate work for them and they were like, we want to thank you. We want to fly you down to Texas. We want to put you up. We yeah, want that's to, a good we, deal. Uh, and this has never happened for me either, guys. So but I'm wait. like, well, there's a story behind this. What? Yeah, so they, they flew us down, and, and we and we did some we we did some cooking. Uh, you know, Allen Brothers steaks, sent down a buttload of freaking meat, and we did all nice. that. But the, yeah, so it was good. Some some high end stuff. I I never had wagyu up until that that hunt, but Japanese that, wagyu's, American <laughs> wagyu's, the spaghetti sauce, S and P for me. I wouldn't take no Australian. Pay twenty bucks for no Australian wagyu. <laughs> Those fine ranchers are see here. <laughs> <laughs> Swear golf. Oh man! Yeah, better be for me, I, buddy. I was hoping we were on the same page with that. Uh, absolutely, better to be. <laughs> Man, Gordon, me and Gordon Ramsay must just be morons. <laughs> it sounds like overhandling there, bud. <laughs> I'd be over dandelion. Uh, I will strike you. Do you want to be striked? <laughs> I can keep going. That's a great episode. That's a great is a good one. But that's the Leonard Kenny's guys. If you haven't, if you're not familiar, yeah. I was introduced to them probably about uh, two months ago. Were you? Uh, yeah, that's a, that, that's a good that's a good laugh. If you want to get in all that mm -hmm. stuff. So, so but, not literally introduced. I thought you meant like you hung out with them a while. Oh no 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 no! Oh, 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 oh okay. Watch 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 the crap on on the YouTube on, on YouTube on the YouTube's the YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but that's so, great. So you're in Texas. You're the camp chefs. You're cooking. Did yeah, you, man. Did you get to hunt? You got the, you got the we did get to hunt. So 
we got there, man. And first thing we did is, you know, we, we, we went and had lunch, had some authentic barbecue, and then we got to the actual place we were staying, did a tour of everything, yeah. kind of scouted the area, and then we kind of drew straws uh, for what we were going to do. Because the, the, the place we were hunting wasn't actually a hunting ranch. Whoa. They, they did a lot of military training and stuff on this ranch, but the, uh, the, guy, the guy knew the, the, the guy Brooks who, from Camp Chef that brought us down. The owner of the ranch knew him. Was like, dude, I got turkeys everywhere. They're in a small area, but you can come hunt them. And also, but he also had Audad. And so we kind of drew straws for who was going to hunt Audad and who was going to go hunt turkey. But I, I wanted to shoot a freaking Rio. Yeah, yeah. So you're, I mean, uh, you're hot on the turkey this year. I mean, I'm pretty good, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean. If you want me to guide you, I'll do it. Did you? I'm, but I'm pretty expensive. Well, you're already a pro at this point, man. Did yeah. you take your decoy on the plane with you? No, man. So they, uh, you know, um, Camp Chef is uh, 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 is owned by an umbrella company called Vista Outdoors, and uh-huh. they uh, also own Primos, and they're, they're affiliated with some other stuff. So Primos yeah. sent so down hunting. Set up. They sent down some stuff for us to use. And uh, we use those. Was any of it they, remote controlled? They know a few non- things negative. about turkey Non-motorized. And no, non-motorized. None of that jazz on this on this hunt. But oh, you had to go old school, huh? I know. <laughs> pain, pain of my ass. <laughs> Get out there and do things the hard way. But, but you no, could have taken it on the plane as like one of those. Support animals. Support decoys. <laughs> it's my service turkey. Service turkey. Hey, hey. Benjamin Franklin said I could have this sing I play. And it's my God given American right. <laughs> That'll get overruled. And someone will want a bald eagle. I haven't filed the paperwork, but I want it on record. I haven't seen the seeing eye the seeing eye bald seeing eagles eye yet. Turkey. Oh, the, turkeys. Oh boy. They're very, very good. They got They're a rare. Keen, keen eye. Yeah. I'm sorry. So Primo's got you set up. Yeah. So they, I mean, they got us set up, and it, it was a, uh, you know. So I messaged a buddy before I went down there, and I asked him. I said, you know, give me some. He lives in Texas. I said, give me some insight on these these Rios. What are they? What are they like? And he's like, they're stupid. Are they? And so. I'm like, fantastic. That's great. <laughs> That's the bird for me. <laughs> but so we got in there early, man, me and, and me and my buddy. And we uh, we walked about probably a mile um, back down this, this power line uh, that was on an easement that this people said we could hunt on. And we couldn't get anything to bite. We couldn't get anything to gobble. And I looked over at him and I'm like, man, dude, this there's no reason these birds shouldn't be gobbling. And it was Two seconds later, you know, one popped off. So we're like, oh, yeah, let's go. And you're like, told you. Yeah, dumbass. Come on. (laughs) So we cut we we cut the distance and uh, we get down there and we're we just keep cutting and cutting and cutting. And finally, we get where we feel like we're about 100 yards from this bird. Yeah. And we set up and I told him, I said, man, uh, you're going to shoot. I want you to, to take the shot. And uh if it's if multiple come in, maybe we'll try one, two, three. Well, as we're talking to this bird on the roost, we hear three more that seem like from our really educated, you know, guess of uh, three hundred to four hundred yards away. And uh we 
I guess there wasn't any hens, thank God, in the area, because we were able to bring all four of those turkeys Jeez. into us. Wow. That's awesome. And I've never heard that. I've never had turkeys do this, but we, we could, they, they, they were about 40 yards from us on the side. It's really dense down there, like thick brush, cactus, thorns. You got to be careful where you sit, but um, these turkeys were not, they were right on the side of these bushes. They couldn't see us. We couldn't see them, but all four of them belted off at the same time. And wow. it was like tur- Tyrannosaurus turkey. <laughs> it's, wow. It scared the crap out of us. We both of us jumped. Our hearts were beating like crazy. And these turkeys finally come in with about 25 yards of us. <clears throat> and I let him do it. He counted down one, two, three. We pow, pow, you know, both shoot. Oh. I hit mine. He didn't hit his. Oh, no. It sucked, oh, it sucked man. I, oh. I, 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 I kind of felt bad. I was like, did I pull the trigger before and throw him off? You know, but there, he had a lot going on. Probably. That's on him. You but shot I was on just going to say, you're really. You let him count. That's on him. You feel bad, but yet you don't. You have mixed emotions. Like, should you feel like elated or sad? But no. I just you... said that. I just said that because I'm. Yeah, healthy. you, if, you if, freaking if he, killed a Rio, man. If he listens to this, I want him to think that I feel bad about it. No, you killed a Rio. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it. No, I, I was stoked, man. It, it's like, you know, those. that's a moment I'm not ever going to forget. That's sure. a hunt. Yeah. I'll never forget. And the guy I was hunting with, um, if I can, I give him a shout out. Sure, of course, sure, bud. So he's uh, he goes out on Instagram as as Wild Game Cook. His name is John Wallace. He's one of the most stand up dudes I've ever met. Really? Um, yeah, he's a great guy. Super knowledgeable, smart guy. Um, and uh, I, you know, I wish he could have got one, but I'm happy that I did. We have him on the line right now. John, well, bring him on in. John, are you there? I'm just kidding. No, but uh, were you guys in the ground blind, or you did it from the ground? Or we were on the ground. Um, we had a small, like, uh, like fold out blind. No, we weren't in a blind. We had one we just kind of propped oh, up in front of us. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. And uh, it worked great. It was a good running gun blind. It worked out perfect, man. What What are Rio in size comparison to Easterns? Is, it, is there much difference with Rios? I didn't notice. I mean, like it, it, the one that I shot was a, it was a good bird. It was better than, it was a better bird than the Eastern I shot uh, as far as, the, as far as the size of the spurs. But man, the feathers um, are pretty. Yeah. They Well, the hell, mine was beat the hell. I, <laughs> well, I wasn't, no. I, yeah. And it, it, the fan had like five or six feathers missing out of it. Oh man. Um, but it was, it was really pretty. And I, I think Easterns personally have more color. In the fan itself, mm-hmm. as far as that that shimmer, that rainbow color, oh, yeah. um, but they don't. Uh, those those Rios have those tips, man. Those tips are yeah. gorgeous. That's really they. Re- it really pops when you see those. And do you have mm-hmm. a fear of snakes? I don't. Bees? Yes. F a bee. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Stevie doesn't like I, them either. I don't like bees or snakes. So, no, but I'm I, cool. The, I'm cool with snakes. I, the, I feel the like Texas I can. People had me a little bit nervous with the snakes. Well, there was, so they had two rattlers that were in, uh, cages when we first got there. They're like, yeah, oh we my. caught those. We caught, we caught those right over here. No, they do that to in, and intimidate us. Eastern jerks. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Look what that ain't you, right. Don't go trancing around our plate. <laughs> I'm like, listen wow. here, mother. I'll eat that son, that son bee right now. Okay? <laughs> I, I ain't scared of no rattler. And I'll say it to his face in cursive. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll spit on him. <laughs> like a cobra. <laughs> <laughs> 
Or a llama. So you got this Rio. What what'd you do with it then? So, you know, when we got it, you know, of course it did the, the pictures and stuff. We took it back to camp, popped the beard, got my spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I just took the whole freaking leg, shoved them in my hunting bag, uh, minus the meat part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the feet, the spurs. So I've still got those. But uh, we, uh, you know, I split it. You know, and I wasn't something that I actually learned this year as well. Like spatchcock. I used to. You beat uh, me to that, it. That's a big spatchcock, guys. That's a huge spatchcock. Thanks. I was going to say. <laughs> you said you split it. I was you, like, you're spatchcocking a turkey? Hey, you watch, your, you, you watch your mouth, sir. You went big. <laughs> I, was, I just thought when you. Never mind. Spatchcocked a turkey. That's a, that's a that's big a, wide. That's a great idea, by the way. And I'm. And, you're welcome. God, here's the here's the thing about turkey guys. Like it's you it is a there is a surprising, overwhelming amount of feathers on a turkey. <laughs> yeah, yes. Over two. And 000. so when I when I first started uh mm. you know turkey hunting and I was mm-hmm. processing and I was looking about how you removed, you know, the breasts of the and the hindquarters and all that jazz, you know, I watched this, you know, dirty red. And I can say that because I'm from Tennessee. I watched this dirty red on YouTube. He was like, it's showing you how you rip the feathers and you rip them upwards. And it's, it's good. It works. You know, you ripping the feathers out, but at the end of the day, you you just, you, uh, pluck a turkey one time and that's your first and last time. Yes. (laughs) It's horrible. Mm -hmm. It's a horrible experience. And you get this. Sounds like it. I mean, like, look, there's there's some honor and some stuff. I get it. If you want to pluck a turkey, go for it. Have fun for me. I'm getting the I'm getting the thighs, I'm getting the drums, I'm getting the breasts, and I'm done. And I'm getting the heart and the freaking liver because that stuff's tasty. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Giblet dressing. All right, we need to talk about that. What's your preparation on those items? So I've, I've talked to a bunch of guys about you know cooking venison heart things like that, but turkey I never would have imagined. So I want to hear about this. So when you well with the tur- turkey heart. It depends on your palate, you know. If you like a, a little bit of an iron taste, um, then you can you can just soak it in an ice bath, kind of get some of that, you know, the blood and things like that to come away from it. Um, or you can do what you do with the rest of the meat, which is what I like to do. Is is I feel like with a wild turkey, um, you've got to brine it. It's, you've got to take the breast and whatever meat you get off that bird, and you got to throw it into a brine. Yeah. Especially if you're popping the liver, the liver has got a lot of. It's if you don't do it, if you don't soak it in something, it takes that band aid taste out of it. Yes, yes, and the and the turkey liver is phenomenal. So it, it's so good. Really? I like to use yeah. the, the term buttery, mm-hmm. and if, and and buttery for a liver is you know that's mm. that's something that you don't hear very Not often. Not at all, but. But you know, if you brought, you know, brines are fun. You can you can have a lot of uh, experimentation with a brine. Um, some people just do salt, sugar, and water. You know, but I, we like me and my wife. We like to spice things up, and uh, we'll, <laughs> and we'll throw some we'll throw some seasoning in there. Uh, do so you throw we, like uh, yeah? Go go on with that. So the only thing with a brine is what you don't want to do is you don't want to oversalt it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we'll do like with our brine, it's a quarter cup of, of sea salt to a quarter cup of brown sugar, a tablespoon of, of our all purpose seasoning, which is called fully loaded. It's very savory. Uh, 
and then we'll do like six cups of water. That's that's our ratio. Huh. Um, now, if you're here's the kicker though is my seasonings that we make, um, they're all low sodium. They are so. Huh? So if you so we're not you over salting just because we're using your flavor. Yeah, yeah. Co- correct. So like you don't if you're gonna do that ratio of 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 a brine, you don't want to go use something like you know seasoned salt or Old Bay or right, right, or whatever right. something with a high salt content because then you're gonna oversalt it and mm-hmm. the, and the problem with it with you oversalt it is or with any brine is you don't when you pull it out you don't want to use a lot of seasoning. So you really want to choose your rub or your seasoning wisely and make sure it's got some good, you know, hearty flavor to it. So you don't have to put a lot on it. Mm-hmm. Cause if you've already been brining it, that's just tenderizing it and, and, and softening up that really, you know, dense meat because these turkeys, they're on the go all day, every day. They're not your farm butter ball. It's been sitting there getting fed Whatever it does, gets fed to get fat as hell, you know it's it's a it's a lean dense meat and it's it's delicious. It's clean. It's, it's organic as all get out. But yeah. you got to treat it as such. So you got to break that thing down so that it's more palatable for you. When you get it out of the brine, you dry things off, and you go to season it. You don't want to over season it with something that's already got a high salt content because then. It's gonna taste really bad. You're not. It's not gonna be good. It's gonna be really dry up your mouth, and you're not gonna not gonna enjoy something you worked hard for. And you're gonna draw out all that moisture you worked so hard to put back into that bird. That's it. So now, if you don't want to brine, another option you can do is do an injection. You can inject the meat. You can do like a like a a seasoning butter mix, and you can inject. You know, if inject the breast, inject the legs. You know, the problem with the legs and the thighs are not, not so much the thighs, but the legs is they've got a lot of tendons and they've got a lot of things going up in there that, that you don't get a whole lot of meat off of them. So you got to kind of figure it's not you're not this is not your county fair turkey leg that you're just going to be ripping stuff off. of. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. You know, you there's more stuff going to inside that turkey leg is going to come out with it, <laughs> you know, if you try to do that. So my suggestion is brine them. And then from there, it's turkey. It's turkey meat, man. Do what you want. Do a pot pie. Uh, so, you know, if you're going to grill it. Sorry, I jump around a lot, guys. You're good. If you're go- speak you're it, speak in it. great company with Uncle Buck. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> if you're going to grill it, you got to cutlet it. You got to cut that sucker down the middle long ways. You got to make it thinner. Because um, you're, you're, you know, a turkey breast goes from thin to super thick. And you're not, you're going to, half that breast is going to be way overdone before the upper half, the chest area, is going to yeah. be finished out. So mm-hmm. you've got to cutlet it to the same size so that you can get those, you know, that even cook. And then you can put a brine in that, or not brine, that gummit, uh, the injection of that thing, and it is freaking money. You Joel, Joel how, long, how long do you brine, if you, when you do brine the turkey, how long do you leave it in the brine? If you can do 24 hours. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you can't, you know, I mean, I would say a minimum six hours. Yeah. yeah. And if you're so, gonna do that, if you're gonna do that, if you know it's a short brine, you need to get a fork um or or something to create porous holes, you know. Perforate. St- yeah. Perforate, thank you. Yeah, and, and let that stuff really get in there a little quicker. Yeah. It Joel, sounds like what I need to do then. Then I gotta shoot my turkey and give it to Brian. 
and Brian yep. and Brian's gonna I'll make my rest. turkey taste delicious. Brian, 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 Brian. Yeah, because that's what we're talking about, right? You give your turkey Brian. to Brian. Mm-hmm. If his name's twenty-four Brian, hours, Brian has it for get, a couple hours. He got you. Then it's delicious. Awesome. I, now I don't know what I don't know what Brian's gonna do with that thing while he's got it for a couple hours. When he's done, it'll be delicious. It might, he's gonna love on it. It's gonna it be moist. It might taste good. Joel, how, then after the Brian, how are you? How are you cooking that? So, one of our favorite ways to do it is I will cut it, you know, like I said, I will cut it, I'll give it a that cutlet method, and then I'll cube it out or I'll tenderize it to where it's super thin, almost like we were talking earlier with the schnitzel, really thin. And I'll take a, for us, it's our barbecue seasoning that we have. Um, you can use, you can use a, another barbecue seasoning. I don't recommend it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we'll season it in that barbecue blend. Um, I will get a butter bath going in the skillet, and then I will take uh, a little bit of S and P salt and pepper on top of that. That's just a little bit, a little bit out of, uh huh. And then I will put Parmesan cheese on it. And oh, we, from, yeah. but from there, I'm sorry. Back up before the Parmesan cheese, you got to do a light coating of flour. No egg wash, none of that stuff, just a light coating of flour, and then you put the, the Parmesan cheese on it, and then you fry that mug in a cast iron skillet. Oh, uh, love just, that cast iron. Yeah. Mm. Amen. And then I'll, I'll put that on something simple. Like, I am not a, you know, you got to knead your dough or get something fancy or, you know, go get you some Sara Lee rolls, butter the top, Put some garlic salt on that mug and slap that turkey breast that I, that we just cooked mm. in between that and get you some garlic paste, just garlic paste and a little bit of mayo. And I think it's about, I want to say a t- tablespoon of garlic paste per half a cup of mayo. Mm. Um, y'all play with it to your taste. That sounds Mix that good. up and spread that jazz, a little garlic, a little garlic aioli action on top of there with some sautéed onions, and you're done. Now, do you guys have Money. that those King's Hawaiian rolls down your way? Yes. I'll tell uh-huh. you what, that might be the substitute mm-hmm. right there. You're there, yeah. You you take that King's Hawaiian roll and you put a little bit of a toast on the inside <laughs> of that, and you're and then you're done. That's mm. that's that, that's what you need because what that'll make thing, you slap your mama all day. Hey, have you ever deep fried Twice a wild turkey? <laughs> yeah, we have. So, like, another thing I like to do with turkey is I'll take the turkey breasts after that, get them out of the brine. And, um, and you know, once I get them out of the brine, the one thing you want to do is you do want to let pat them out, mm-hmm. let, them, let them sit in the refrigerator for an hour or so just to really kind of just dry out. You know what I mean? But I'll cube those, I'll, I'll cube those things up. I'll smoke them for 45 minutes. Okay. Okay, that's that's just enough to get them, you know, a little bit cooked, and then and we'll do the I call it the double dip. It's flour, it's flour, egg, flour, and then I'll fry, you know, fry them in some, you know, canola or vegetable oil until they start floating up there, and then you got then I'll take that barbecue seasoning, our double action barbecue seasoning. Yeah, it's so freaking simple, and I'll I'll just mix that. With mayonnaise until you until you huh. and this is a this is a per taste. You mix it and taste it till you get it to the how I like a strong barbecue flavor and I'll mix that up and it th- think of like Zaxby sauce on steroids. Do y'all know do y'all have Zaxby's? 
No. No. Okay, well, you're missing out. I'm sorry. Anyways, but we'll, it's, we'll it's, be down. It, it's a fan. <laughs> I need to get, I'm going to send you guys some of our stuff so you guys can try this out. But it's just double action barbecue seasoning, mayo, sweet ass dipping sauce. It's phenomenal. And that's, that's, that's a great way to fry turkey. I don't do that to the legs because they're, they're very dense. I tend to want to pull them. Like if I'm going to, I'll smoke the legs um, or I will bake them a slow roast in the oven with a broth, with a broth until they get to a temperature of 160, 165. Mm-hmm. Everything I like to do is by temp guys. I live, yeah. I live by the thermometer. Yeah. I like I like the sm- I like your idea of smoking the thigh and the legs. I- I've done that before, and I you really? know like you said it's it's a lot of tendons and uh, it's tough to to get some good meat off of there. But once you smoke it, you just rake that with a with a mm-hmm. fork, and uh, you know I'm gonna have to try that. I bet that'd be good. That recipe yeah, yeah. with uh, that mayonnaise and some of your uh, I'm looking at some of the it's sauce just... you have. This pack and heat. I, that I, that's right up my alley. I'm gonna Is have it, to try that sauce. Really? Speaking your name, yeah, yeah, bro. If if you like spicy, now I did. I, when a week when I created that blend, when me and my wife created that blend, we we wanted that we knew before we created it that we wanted to call it pack and heat. That's awesome. So we went we went through like six trials on that, and it packed some heat. I would <laughs> not I I would not name it pack and heat if it yeah, didn't punch it you didn't. in the face. Yeah, it delivers. Awesome. Yep. It, it it does, but you can also use it as a little bit of an amplifier, just a, a light dusting to get a little bit of, of a of some heat on you know That's soups awesome. or whatever. But hey, how is it on the back end? What's up? Why would you You're put it there? Heat. I'm just saying, like, is you it can I, on is the back it, end? On the back, yeah. end? on the back end, you're gonna get you're gonna get a little bit of garlic. You're gonna get a little bit of some onion that pulls through, Ooh. but. You're still gonna, you're still gonna get that. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna say, you're gonna get that, that aura. I like to call it in your mouth. It's gonna tingle. It's gonna be there for a minute. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. It's got habanero and two different uh, levels of cayenne in it. You're welcome. Yeah, Joel. I'm so- <laughs> wow. This is next you're, level. You're gonna get yeah. some. So we don't have enough food in front of us right now to process. Like that's part of the problem. I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Everybody's getting a little bit. <laughs> Pavlov's doggy in here, and and I am not the one that usually does this, really. But like a wise man once said, mm. "Time flies when you're having fun." He Don't did say, say that. It. Don't you say it, Bucky. Bucky. We're we're bumping up on time, boys. Uh, oh fact, no, we just got fa- we just got started. I in fact, so. we broke some rules tonight. Is that right? Yeah, we went a little bit beyond. I think tonight. Nice. So well, it was right. worth it. Well deserved, yeah. Joel sounds like one of these kind of guests that he is too much to have. Oh yeah, just one. He's episode. destined destined to be back at this point. I have to talk to him more, guys. What we're about to do is what we do on at the end of every show, Joel. We have the Fab Five or the Fast Five. <laughs> you can call it that. I like the Fab Five actually because <laughs> it really doesn't pan out to be the Fast Five. But fabulous. it is a fabulous five questions. <laughs> oh, this is Bucky. Is yeah, I've, I've overridden. Why do you start your own show? I, I, so, Joel, what we do at the at, at the end of each episode is is we list ask you five questions off the top of your head. First thing that comes, no right or wrong, no right or wrong answers. But we'll tell you when it's wrong. We will tell you. <laughs> I got you. So let's, we're so good. Bucky, go ahead with the the first question. What makes you? 
what are you the most proud of? My kids. You know, it's uh, you know what? I got. I, I I'm gonna break your rule and we'll take it back. I'm proud of my wife. You know, it's nice. uh, my 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 wife is. She's the reason I have my kids. She's the reason that I'm in the position I am today. She's the the backbone of uh of of my of our relationship. She's a, a wonderful woman, and she's if I if someone had to ask me what was my most prized possession, it would be her. Awesome, cool. That that's, that's great. A good answer. You started yeah. the show off. Talking Sounds like very she keeps highly... it spicy. And there's only one person who would have uh, been mad at you for changing your answer, but you just took that away from. Mm-hmm. You, she can't be mad at you now that you <laughs> yeah. changed your answer. Yeah. You so, nailed it, Pander Bear. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian, hit him with number yeah, two. Yeah, hit him with number two, Brian. Joel, question number. <laughs> Joel, question number two. What's the one thing that you cannot live without in the outdoors? Oh. Shiitake. Uh, the mushroom? Frick. Shiitake. <laughs> That's a new one for us. They're great. Yeah. Mm. We hear a lot more about the morel up here, but I guess the shiitake is pretty good. <laughs> no, I mean, in the in the outdoors, man, it's it's got to be, I mean, it's it's, it's just got to be hardwoods. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know that's kind of a weird answer, but uh, there's nothing that I enjoy more than get sneaking into the woods in the dark and climbing up into a tree or crawling into a blind and watching the woods wake up around me. They don't know I'm there. Mm -hmm. They don't know that I exist, but watching them wake up and, and seeing them in their everyday, that's, that's very, that's very fulfilling to me. If I did, if I didn't kill anything ever again, and I could, you know, still go do that. Sure. That would still be happy. Perfect. Uh, number three, what makes you happy? My, uh, man, that, that's a loaded question because bro, I got a great life, man. I mean, what makes me happy? God, I'm not going to go cliche. What makes me happy is a good freaking rack of ribs and fried chicken. I mean, my Lord, yeah. there, there is nothing there. there so, I'm sorry, man. There's nothing, there's nothing better than, uh, a, a freaking three, two, one candied rib and a, and a good fried chicken leg, man. I will agree with you a hundred percent, but that was your opportunity to get your kids back in the, in the, <laughs> in no. the fix here. So you well, kind of right, blew that. So well, now man, your right, wife's right, mad at you again. Just saying. No, right, right now, one of them is, is about to turn three and the other one's three six. No, <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, six. You know what? Well, I didn't. I didn't even really start to like my kids till they were about eight or nine. So good on you. Well, see, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm getting there. But no, like uh, the other one's six, and he's in the stage where I gotta like beg him for affection. So now they can kiss my ass. It's fried chicken. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm with you now. You're good, Joel. What's one thing you do every day to prepare for your outdoor lifestyle? <sighs> Nothing. Nothing. Uh, nope. You know it's. For me, it's my outdoor lifestyle is a lifestyle. I don't, I, I live it every day. So it's mm-hmm. a, to, there's not a lot of preparation for it. it to, to, to just get out there is preparation enough. Just for doing me. it. Yep. Cool. Perfect. All right. Last, last one. Last but not least. Last one. Whether it's Do hunting, it. fishing, cooking, <laughs> living in the outdoors, whatever it is, what is the number one thing on your bucket list? Number one thing on my bucket list 
is to I want to harvest an elk with a bow. Ooh. We I've just never... had someone mention that. We should go hunting I'm, together. Yeah. That's a good answer. That because yeah. that was uh Mr. Mr. Pickerowski. Our, our last or as I like to call him, Brian. <laughs> Brian just Brian. wanted to do that. Well, I've never like, you know, I, I've whitetail hunted for 20, 20 plus years. I turkey hunt, I dove hunt, and I dabble in duck hunting. Um I have always like fantasized about having my bow stand up beside a tree and seeing a big bull elk. And this is the one thing like, you know, I always talk about, I, I wouldn't let a doe walk out of the field. Right. If I go elk hunting, it's I'm after that trophy as much yeah. as it is, as much as I can't wait to get the 700 plus pounds of meat. <laughs> um, I, I want that experience. I want that sucker screaming in my freaking face mm-hmm. with the foot, the, you know, the, 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 his breath, blowing in the cold like a see a bit of it and i want to be shaking my ass off with a bow hanging back ready to put it in the pump house that's yeah, that's, that's, that's a that's a bucket list that's for me. it man there we go yeah. you pretty much described yeah. it perfectly oh, too. Yeah. man you didn't hike those rockies for nothing uh, i thought i thought about this a couple of times sounds like <laughs> <laughs> joe before we let you go please uh let our listeners know there's lots of different ways to follow you and lots of different ways to connect with you. Could you run through those real quick for us? Absolutely. So if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at home cooking hunter. That's dropping the G you got the little, the, the country swing twang in there. Oh yeah. And it's, it's the I N so home cooking hunter. Uh, you can also follow mine and my wife's company. It's at reload rub. I do a lot of stuff on there as well. Um, that we correlate those two together. And uh, you can see me, you can see some of my videos and see some of my recipes um, on at Breaking Wild, or you can go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Breaking Wild. Great. Great. Nice. And, and how nice. about to uh, people want to buy your spices? Where can if they you find those? If you want to buy my spices, uh, I, I will love you for it. But you can also use, I'm going to give you my coupon code. My coupon code is HCH. That'll save you a little change on there. HCH. Uh, HCH. That's you know my little abbreviation for Home Cooking Hunter. There we go. Uh, but it's uh, www.reloadrub.com. Coupon code HCH. Yep. Cool. Nice. All right. Joe, you were a lot of fun. This is a this is a good time. Very yeah. nice. No, Very good no time. denying we're going to get you back on, too. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a good time. I'll, I'll say this, guys. I've been on a, quite a few podcasts, and this is by far the funnest one I've been on. This has been great. Uh, thank you. Everybody That's says it. And they ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I could get out of hand Sounds with Joel. Sounds like Joel's just another statistic. <laughs> <laughs> you shut your mouth, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You were the first. That's and it, right. And it was fantastic. You're my first Tennessee. I was I was as good as expected. <laughs> Advertised. Uh, thanks, Joe. You take it easy, brother. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, see you. Thank you. Bye bye. How about that? <laughs> Unbelievable. My stomach is rumbling. That was amazing. <laughs> I'm telling you, not only am I hungry. But I don't know if I could eat anything right now because my belly hurts from laughing. From laughing. <laughs> that was a good one. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Good, good character right there. And the storytelling. We're, we're going to be talking to him more. I, uh-huh. I feel that. Nah, it's just like he pitched straight in. He was, you know, yep. number eight or something. 
and and we just talked turkeys with him. I mean, he he fishes as well. I could only imagine the stories we get out of him on, Stevie, on that end. Did anybody Stevie. tell Stevie he fishes? We talked a little bit about uh, him striper fishing as a kid. Huh. Yeah. Pre-games. It was his dad. Yeah, we, we were pre-gaming a little bit. I'm surprised you had that, that little piece of knowledge and didn't jump right uh, to that. No. This Good is, for you, bud. This, this is, is turkey mayhem. He's more refined. refined. You respected the, the this theme. This is turkey the mayhem. Yeah. Good for you. Good on you, Stevie. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, don't forget, this episode is brought to you in part by Smoke in the Grove Barbecue Festival. Smoke in the Grove. That's being held July 26th and 27th in Spring Grove, Pennsylvania. For more information, head over to smokeinthegrove.com. Smokeinthegrove.com. Ah, love me them burn ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's also brought to you in part by Moses Family Jerky. Get out of town. Oh, yeah. Get 15% off your next order by heading over to mfjerky.com. Make sure you use that promo code, JerkyPursuits15. Brian, how can people find us? <laughs> you can go to RuttenRiverPursuits.com. Find us on all your social media outlets, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And don't forget the YouTubes at Rutten River Pursuits Podcast. Podcast. Nailed it. Leave some feedback. Make sure you tag us on any of them turkey pictures. Turkey Mayhem. Hashtag Turkey Mayhem. Well played, boys. Thank you, guys. Great episode, guys. Thank you. See ya. Rigamoidless. Gobble, gobble. That's the, that is the beauty of cooking, man. Like, they want you, they use fancy words because they want you to believe that it's, that's fancy and that it's hard to do, but it's, I mean, it's not. Like, we made uh, venison schnitzel the other night. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, you say? <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I got these allergies over here. I got a lot of pot. And, and that's, but, that's nothing but saying it's a fancy way of saying it's a fried tenderloin. Yeah, that's really thin. Yeah. Chuck wagon coming See? in hot. Easy. Coming in hot, baby. Delicious. <laughs> Tenderloin sandwich with some Chuck fried potatoes. <laughs> you ain't a kidding. That's a meal. We created a seasoning just for the hell of it. And after. So just the, few- the fish. The halibut. <laughs> <laughs> Can we use it on other meats? Hey. Yeah. Hey, there he goes, boys. Yes, yes, you can. You can. <laughs> Sorry. So it's good on red meat as well as fish. We do yep. have a savory hiney dippy <laughs> <laughs> dipping sauce. <laughs> You're like a schoolgirl right now. Savory ass. Savory dipping. honey dippy. <laughs> dipping sauce. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, boy. I don't even want to ask what that is. I almost, I want, I almost got I that out. Uh, <laughs> dang. I don't, even want to, yeah. I don't even want to go there. Yeah, Joel, Joel, I, sorry, go ahead. This mm. show is heavily edited. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. By, by no, way. it's been good. Don't you chop us up. <laughs>